This week on the podcast, number 183, talking with our very own ad grant expert, Rachel Clemens. And it's awesome because we touch on compliance, on new application updates, everything you need to know about ad grants, including some ideas for fall fundraising. It should also be noted that if you do watch this on YouTube, that uh, my my newborn son, six-month-year-old, is in my arms and playing with anything he can reach. So I did my best to, to keep the background down. But uh, to the parents out there, uh, I feel you. It is hard to run a business and work during the day while also running a daycare. All right, on to the episode. Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Welcome to episode number 183, and we have a returning rock star guest, Rachel Clemens, who is actually the content marketing manager. So her background needs to be updated. Congratulations, manager. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, very important title update I needed to point out to the audience here. Yeah, so we're starting off with already great news, but today uh, we've pulled you in because you spend a heck of a lot of time thinking about working on and managing, at this point, millions of dollars of ad grants, uh, which is uh, wild. So for those in the audience that are not clear, what is an ad grant? Because we're going to be moving into today uh, updates on the application, the Google response to Black Lives Matter, COVID, and some fall fundraising ideas. But let's just level set. Rachel, what is a Google ad grant? Yeah, well, if you have not heard of this tool yet, I'm very excited to tell you about it. The Google Ad Grants is a subprogram of Google for nonprofits. If you are a 501c3 um, and meet a couple of other eligibility requirements, you could be up for up to $10,000 in in-kind Google advertising, search advertising money specifically um, to spend per month. Basically free money, the house's money uh, to run Google search ads, which is an incredible tool, especially right now. Uh, and especially when we're trying to reach more people online and increase awareness. And I think it's important to note also, in addition to your expertise, you have uh, been running a cohort class with um, TechSoup, I believe, uh, on yes. this training students uh, on walking through this step by step by step. Yeah, I'm in the midst of that right now. Actually, it's a six week course, um, kind of Google Ad Grant 301, so to speak. So a little bit more advanced and just beginner, but we have a session later today. So this is good warm up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ad grants all the all time. All ad grant. <laughs> and of course, Whole Whale ourselves have uh, a asynchronous course, three hours of fun and joy of ad grant management. But what always happens is the rules change and they update. And I think that's great. I think their team over at Google is constantly thinking about, all right, like what's broken? How do we fix it? And how do we optimize for a uh, better experience all around on their side, our side, and the uh, stakeholders of our organizations as well as the users of Google. So can you kick us off with what has changed about the Google Ad Grant application? Yeah, it's, as you said, there's always something new to talk about. And we haven't seen changes in compliance policies in quite some time, which has been really helpful. I know that was a big upset for people back in 2018. Um, but we have seen shifts in the application process. The most recent one happened at the end of May. So this is very fresh, like six week old change. 
Um, and I think personally, this is a change for the better. So there were some application updates in 2019 that required a pre-qualification survey and a training and, and a lot of extra work for nonprofits up front, um, granted all in the effort to provide more quality support, more quality campaigns. Um, but it was a lot of, there were a lot of, of kinks to that process and they have really simplified it. So there is now basically a two-step process for applying for the Google Ad Grant. Step one is that you go into your Google for Nonprofits account. So again, Ad Grant is a sub-program of this. You have to have a Google for Nonprofits account first, and then you submit an eligibility form for the Ad Grant. Once you've done that, step two is just ticking the box that says, yes, I submitted the eligibility form and then clicking activate for Google to actually review your eligibility form and review your kind of contention for being, being an ad grant. You're no longer asked to create a draft campaign as part of the application, which is, is helpful. And then again, you don't have to do any of the pre-qualification surveys and, and steps and trainings. I think the important thing to note, uh, this will take way less time. I think be way more streamlined but you should do more research up front about the eligibility requirements then, especially including website quality requirements. So this is stuff like you have to be using HTTPS, you know, you've got to have a good user experience. Like that stuff, you know, really invest the time in doing that stuff up front um, and address these before you bother applying. But once you actually, if you meet these requirements, you fill out that form, I think it's pretty quick to get reviewed and get up and running now. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty comprehensive. About how long would you say, I know this is a, a tough question, how long should someone expect to wait at this point if you know, you're just finding about the grant now and you qualify? Like, I do this yeah, application, how long am I waiting? If you've, if you've got it all, it seems like you can take the steps to submit for activation in a day. They're saying three business days for review. I would give it especially right now, because there's, there's delays across the board related to the coronavirus. I would say a week to two weeks, maybe even like, you know, like 10 business days is kind of the outer level of really expecting an initial response. And then I think there could be follow-ups depending on whether there are things you have to change before you're officially approved. But this is all meant to be faster than it was before. We were looking at a couple weeks of application process later in 2019. Uh, and this, I think, should be much more streamlined. Great. And I have seen a bunch of these announcements in the Google ad grant sphere also about like all of this extra COVID cash, COVID. <laughs> I, I've been saying COVID. It's actually COVID according to people I listen to on the New York Times podcast. Oh, you're going to need a, a major cultural intervention to change that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think people I are think not I saying stay with that. COVID. I, I don't, I know I'm not, I'm not, uh, Michael Barbaro enough to get away with COVID. So I'm going uh, COVID and talk to me about this extra, these piles of cash. You're like, oh, we're giving away millions and you know tons of money. Like what are the announcements and how would somebody even go about going after some of that cash? Yeah, so I'll speak first to, um, yeah, the, the coronavirus response, the pandemic response from Google. So they've broken this out in a couple of different ways. Initial response, understandably, was to support WHO and other, you know, government-related health organizations that are providing immediate critical information and still are relative to the virus. Um, to my knowledge, up till now, there's been over 250 million provided to those organizations. There's also another 20 million in ad grants to financial institutions that were supporting small businesses. So there's some more direct um, small and medium-sized business support for Google search advertising too, which I know individual companies have found really valuable. Outside that, the the amount for what's been provided for nonprofits is less clear, but um, Google has worked with 
with their partners and kind of at their discretion for specific organizations that work in public health and or are delivering crucial tools and information right now to increase their ad grant spends and whitelist them for certain COVID um, related keywords that are restricted otherwise, just to make sure that things aren't getting clogged up. So I know they've, they've helped to increase spend, available ad grant spend for thousands of approved nonprofits. Um, again, this has not been like a publicly accessible route. So this is mostly reserved to Google's partners in the ad grant sphere. Uh, but Google also pledged, and this will kind of take us to the next, the next topic too, related to racial injustice work, but Google has pledged a lot more money coming up later this year for these efforts. So we continue to keep your eye out for any public, public route for applying for extra spend. It's not really available that way right now, um, but Google has published some other resources for ad grants who might be struggling right now and trying to decide how to run their ads in this climate. And we'll hopefully give you some other tips today too. So there's a lot of these different programs. You mentioned the small business and extra ad grants that essentially I imagine just like, you know, a few extra thousand or thousands and thousands get added to your account and you can continue to spend them. Where's the application for this? For if you're a small business, there are specific applications or, or there were at least earlier this spring for some of the small business loans that people are asking or, you know, ad grant loans. There isn't a specific application for nonprofits who are asking for increase ad grant spend. And I would also say if you're not a nonprofit that's using all of your spend already, um, you know, that's something to consider. Do it as much as you can with what you're already given if you have that $10,000 or $40,000 per month if you're a legacy grant. So there isn't a formal application process for this at all. But again, as this pandemic continues to affect our lives, as Google continues to react to it, um, that, that could change down the line. You danced across that one mm -hmm. key topic there of if you aren't already maxing, one of the biggest misnomers about this grant is that it like shows up and you just get to spend it however you want. Uh, can you give us some more context on just managing expectations like, oh, I have $10,000, I'm gonna spend it on Tuesday. What is the, you know, what are the throttles on that? Why is it so difficult to spend it all? And like, what are some of the loose benchmarks or managed expectations that even Whole Whale might give our clients when they walk in the door and assume that because they have this grant, they can just spend it easily every time? Yeah, that's a great point. And, um, you know, not to backtrack, but I, I know I just threw out all these like dollar amounts for what spend has been given out. But when you have an ad grant, as you just said, it is really hard, at least in the current iteration to maximize your spend, use all of your grant. This is first of all, like allocated on a daily basis. You can't, like you're saying, say, I wanna spend $10,000 on Tuesday and just Tuesday. You can only spend up to your daily budget limit, which is 10,000 divided by roughly 30 to 31 days. So about $330 a day for the 10,000 level grant, and closer to $1,300 a day if you have a 40,000 level grant. So you're not necessarily coming up against those limits, you know, you have a great campaign, it's not going to spend $40,000 in four days, it's coming up against a $1,300 limit every single day, first of all. Um, so things definitely are more in moderation. But the bigger change, you know, some people that have had the grant for a while, were used to using all of their spend, and just, you know, getting as many clicks, sending as much traffic as possible to their site. And that was definitely uh, more in line with older rhetoric around the program, but Google has adjusted this as they've updated compliance policies and really tried to make sure that they're focusing this opportunity on organizations that are really doing meaningful work on it. So they care much more about the fact that you're driving actual conversions and action from your ads rather than seeing that you're spending all of your money. So 
you first of all, won't lose your grant if you're not spending all of your money. That may have been a, a, an older rule. It's not true anymore. You do not have to spend all of your allocated grant. Um, and you should be more focused on, you know, this ties back to all the other work that Whole Whale does actually measuring the actions that people are taking from that ad. You know, once they get to your website, great. Are they even staying on the page? Are they signing up for an email? Are they, you know, donating ideally? Um, so Google is much more focused on those types of actions, which means it's a little harder now based on how the algorithms work to prioritize that to spend all the money. It's not something you should get down about. And you asked about kind of our own benchmarks, really varies client to client. We do see it, it's possible for people to max their spend still, um, but even just aiming for like 50 to 75% of your grant spend is still a great accomplishment that we're seeing among many of our nonprofit clients. Yeah. And I think pushing also more to what are the outcomes you can achieve and, and baselining yeah. off of that rather than, you know, trying to spend irrelevant dollars, which ultimately will definitely get you dinged and in the ecosystem of Google ad grants. So really focusing on, on outcomes also seems to be a pretty regular, regular event. I also want to talk about as we shift into these, like, how do we spend these dollars logically is that what I love about some of the more evolution uh, of our own systems is that we come up with like seasonal focuses of ad grant campaigns and how to maximize those dollars relevant to, you know, the the trends of the moment. And obviously annually, like we do these big shifts through, you know, the seasons. So can you maybe give us some ideas for maximizing this grant? Because like, it seems like most of the folks listening you know, while it sounds great to go get extra cash, like if you're not using the cash you have, and statistically speaking, you probably aren't, let's give folks some ideas for as we move into the fall. Yeah, <clears throat> there are kind of three angles that I was thinking about this from when we're talking about how to really get the most of the grant right now and going into the fall. And a lot of these have to relate to the same landscape of the pandemic, quite frankly, that we're, we're dealing with and how that's affected our online work and nonprofits digital work. So the first the first thing that I would say in terms of like tips for your upcoming campaigns is really considering changing language and search trends related to the pandemic and your work in the pandemic. COVID's not going anywhere, unfortunately, at least that's my personal opinion, um, particularly not as soon as this fall. And I think there's one, one side of this, which is definitely continue to think about which terms could be insensitive right now and how the meaning of certain language has changed. Um, is there messaging that you're sending out that could actually be off-putting depending on how people are now internalizing certain words. But the other side of that is that there's actually new opportunities for changing search trends that might not have been true for you or in your particular space until this year. Uh, so for instance, if you work in education, maybe nobody was searching for online classes or virtual classroom last year, but they're going to be searching for it, especially leading into this fall. So that's already a whole different type of rhetoric that you can lean on both in keywords and your messaging and potentially even in the work you're doing. I know obviously everyone's trying to adapt. And that includes from the audience perspective too. Uh, again, in education, you know, you were speaking to teachers potentially related to teaching keywords, but now you're speaking to parents too, who already had to take up this mantle in the spring, may again have to do it in the fall with various uh, support of their children, depending on the grade level they're in and how school is going to look. So that's one big kind of thought is to really think about how search trends and, and needs have changed. Um, and I also mean that to try to empower people to do more because I think a lot of nonprofits fairly paused a lot of their work 
earlier in the spring, maybe even until now. And we know people that pause their Google ads initially just because they were distressed around, around what to run and what's appropriate, what even makes sense, obviously, as organizations regroup. But we all have to adapt to this being a longer term change. I'm sure you already have. So think about how that applies to the language you use as well. Yeah, the big picture back to school is, is a huge one. And, you know, sort of distance learning, learn from home, homeschooling, all of those are just new opportunities. And uh, another one I always love to talk about is actually Halloween. Like, how could you bring relevance to Halloween? By the way, searches for Halloween costumes go through the roof. Nuance here and an important note on strategy that gets into making sure your quality score doesn't drop to the floor and you end up with irrelevant keywords is making sure you have a landing page that is relevant to the content of the campaign because all of that is actually scanned and searched and, and factored into whether or not you can bid on those keywords, how much... Uh, you have to pay, and in the design of that. Uh, Rachel, can you say maybe a little bit more about other tactics of like, all right, we can get traffic to a page, but like, what does it matter if people are like looking up like 11 cool things my cat did on Tuesday or, you know, irrelevant content? How do I, how do I hook people? What, do, what are some of the things that we see work? Yes, you know, really hitting the nail on the head with your content corresponding to your ad messaging. I like to talk about this as kind of creating a cohesive journey. Um, and that even goes back to this first point around search trends. You know, you're not just trying to capitalize on whatever you think people are searching uh, or know that they're searching just to get them to your site. You're trying to actually respond to and answer their question. And if you can't answer their question, you shouldn't be bidding on that keyword, first of all. Um, or you create the answer, you create the content, like you're saying. So the more important, I think, focus here is, is just content creation as an avenue right now, especially for providing value to your audience. Um, making sure you don't have to use the exact phrase you're bidding on in every corner of your content, and you shouldn't because that'll get you into all sorts of regular SEO trouble. Um, but you should make sure that you're using similar phrasing in your ad and your ad copy on your landing page and making your users feel like they're actually getting the answer that they, they want and that they're looking for. Um, and then your page actually has to be optimized for them to do something about it. So once they get the answer, how can they learn more? How do they engage further with you in that? Um, but we have other ideas too on that and, and what kind of tactics you could try related to creating action right now too. Yeah, I mean, also normally during this season, gosh, you know, MLB is going to have a weird season. NFL is going to do something uh, there's all types of campaigns around that and sports teams and that watching behavior, which is going to look different. It's going to be a lot more digital potentially and online. So those may open up opportunities too. But again, have a relevant tie into what you're what you're doing in that in that campaign. Even if it's like a a very it doesn't need to be a full blown campaign in that sense, but it's enough with content and the hook. Mm -hmm. With regard to lead capture and engaging people on the page, this is important for a couple of reasons. One, if it's engaging content, it's going to make sure that when the person lands on that page, they don't immediately like leave, actually causing a sort of pogo stick effect where they bounce and say, wait a minute, this is not what I wanted. Google's watching that too if they go back to search and go back to it. So make sure you are, to Rachel's point, answering that question. The other thing we want to be doing on these pages is capturing emails. We want the permission to talk to somebody again. And in order to do that, we need a reason, a lead capture, a value exchange for email. And one I've been sort of saber rattling around quite a bit is like the idea of like reciprocity, giving away something for free 
and in effect triggering a reciprocity effect where someone is likely to then um, you know give their email or even make a donation after so can you can you talk us through some of those lead capture tactics uh, all the way into how would I even get someone to go from email delivery to giving a donation potentially yeah I love also because I've been hearing about it a lot this this lead reciprocity idea so um, this is definitely George's brainchild in recent months but it so as mentioned, you know, particularly in these times when you're looking for new ways to talk to audiences that you might have been addressing in person or through live events in the past, um, lead generation is hugely important. If you can use Google Ads to get someone onto your page, you can optimize that page so that it's ready for lead capture. And we have great resources on our site too about conversion rate optimization, how you can make sure there are email asks um, you know, in the header, in the footer, um, how you have kind of in-text CTAs coming up within the content that you're creating. So those are all, you know, tons of on-page tactics for literally bringing a user's eye to an email ask. Um, but what George is talking about too is this idea of, of reciprocity for something free, valuable. You know, we have this great guide or resource or video um, that you will not pay for with anything other than your email address. And particularly right now, I think people are are pretty willing and getting um pretty primed to do that for getting information online. And I think the real note here is to focus on focus on providing something in terms of a guide or resource that really delivers actual value. So going back even to this idea of search trends, like what, what does your audience actually need right now? How have those needs changed? How can you create something that will support them and kind of support them moving forward? Um, and once you have given your users a way to receive that download. Um, so they put in their email, you're like, thank you. This is, you know, this is great. Here's your free guide or video. Um, you could send that to their email and on the actual confirmation page where they've signed up, um, they are either automatically redirected or within that confirmation page, there's already a donation ask. So this is what George is getting at too. Um, kind of immediate mindset that your user is already in about engaging with you and enjoying your content. Um, you've just given them something, they're in a place where they might be a little bit more than usual, willing to right on the spot actually move forward one more step and donate. Uh, it's not a perfect system, it doesn't work every time, but there's been huge success with this and you're kind of capturing a certain, a certain moment of um, like inter interest and willingness to activate that you otherwise have to spend more time getting to. So still important to get these leads, even if they don't donate, it's you know Q3, you need to continue to build your list so you can uh, call on those supporters very soon <laughs> for end of year and Giving Tuesday. It felt far away when we started this pandemic, but it's not. And I think the other thing that is really important to think about just with the donation ask right now and actually getting someone to donate, um, yes, like you're, you're offering it in this one moment where you've just given them something free. That's one type of, uh, of push, but I also think the messaging around donation asks right now is crucial too. It goes back to the, the first point around making sure that you're making it clear why you're asking for donations right now, how your organization has been impacted by the crisis and what you're actually doing with this money to rebuild and support the people that you serve. So um, messaging is huge, but it's also this very effective flow of kind of immediately presenting that opportunity to do more. Yeah, and something of value. That's what we're coming to. And, and you're maybe just struggling. Oh, what do we have a value? Like, frankly, like right now you could create a, you know, a sort of activity guide, a parent's guide for 
uh, how to explain trees, the environment, your cause, how to talk about racial issues. Here's our guide to six ways of having uh, a dialogue or, you know, how to do uh, a podcast with uh, a baby in your arms. All of these are topics and things that somebody might want to download. And what you do is you create something that's pretty polished. You put enough text on the page that explains it a bit, but then you also have, hey, download this PDF or this guide or this file in exchange for your email. And it's like, it's as simple as that. And you're then giving a extra value and an excuse to, to run that advertising campaign. I've seen people even do this with their annual reports. And you're like, what? Yeah, have your annual report there. Um, results of a survey or even uh, taking a survey to get their feedback. So I, I think people need to be a bit more creative. And I know we were talking about ad grants and we still are talking about ad grants, uh, but it's it's about making that landing page really work. And that's a big mistake I see all too often. It's just, you know, traffic to the homepage and we run out of ideas once we've exhausted the brand terms and adjacent terms. And like, you know, right now you could have a how to carve a pumpkin in the shape of your cause, right? Like, and have a stencil guide. Like that's how far I will go in terms of creativity to bring people into a conversation uh, around your around your organization all right are there other ad grant updates that you anticipate looking down uh, the pike uh, to the end of 2020 and, and what kind of things should we be aware of uh, and maybe you can also touch on like let's say you're sitting here and you got suspended like what does that look like right now so in terms of other updates we talked a lot about support for the crisis, the health crisis. Um, and we glossed over this briefly, but Google did also and has leveraged a lot of support for organizations fighting racial injustice as well. So they have not been quiet in that conversation either. Um, so I know over 25 million in ad grants has already been given to such organizations. And then the, the kind of update this is regards both that racial injustice um, kind of fight and the coronavirus, but they pledged another 200 million before the end of 2020, which brings their total ad grants funded into 2020 over a billion dollars. So that's, that's pretty significant for them. Um, that 200 million will support both pandemic response and work against racial racial injustice. So um, I think that's definitely, definitely a, a more nebulous update in that, again, we don't know the, the avenues for accessing some of that funding um, haven't been super clear because they've been happening on the fly, but since that has continued to be planned out now in more intentional ways for the coming months, um, definitely hope and expect that there's more public ways for garnering some of that support, um, particularly for those of you who could use the extra boost in funds to get there. I do think in terms of suspensions, I know Google has given out a lot of, or created a lot of great tools around compliance dashboards that are helping nonprofits keep tabs on this better. Um, I think no formal updates yet on how suspensions will work, but I, I do think they're doing everything in their power right now to be, be lenient given the current climate um, and make sure that you know suspensions are really, um, to my knowledge, are not happening quite as frequently as they're really more concerned around making sure that their ads are being used for the right purpose right now. So I would continue to look out for updates on that front as well. Um, and just, yeah, continue, I think, otherwise to have patience with support response because as, as they always are slow, um, things are obviously a little bit delayed right now as, as people try to adjust to the current climate. 
Yeah, I think that's that's helpful to know, and it's such a juxtaposition of like Google giving away money versus Facebook like inciting a boycott and fomenting hate speech in their algorithms so they can shove more ads and have never had a formal ad grant strategy on on, on the platform. They've given away dollars in that respect, but not consistently and not in a formal program, and it's hard. And so you can be frustrated when you get suspended. You can be angry, but like you know, don't look a gift horse in the Google. Um, as, as the saying goes. <laughs> so I, you know, it's awesome that you stay up to date on all of this. Cause like I've, I've fallen off. Uh, I, I can't keep up anymore. So I just frankly, uh, love your expertise on here. And, uh, as a final note, we'll be putting, uh, notes in the show notes, uh, episode number 183, uh, Rachel, any, any motivating, uh, words for the, the Google ad grant managers out there as, as we move off here? I think I really liked the way you brought up creativity just now, because I think that's the thing you have to have right now. And hopefully you can see it. Um, I, people are saying this to you, I'm sure from all angles, seeing this as, as a, you know, um, an opportunity rather than just a challenge to really rethink some of your strategies. It's going to be creativity that helps you navigate changes in, in language and changes in your own work, changes in your audience. And I think even at the level of, you know, just thinking about who you're really speaking to now and how you're providing them value, like you said, if you're a local organization and now you operate remotely, like, can you offer value to people beyond your region now? That might open you up to a whole new audience or potentially national advertising um, if you're offering online events, new sources of content you didn't have. So again, it's definitely, definitely a difficult time, but continue to tap into that creativity and really be thinking critically about how you can try new things right now and just how you can take this opportunity to test things you maybe hadn't thought would work in the past. I think that's perfect way to end our sort of updates, compliance, content and creativity episode. Rachel, congrats again on becoming a manager at Whole Whale. Well earned. Uh, your Thank last you. <laughs> episode was very much and widely listened to and I'm sure this one will follow suit. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and good luck teaching later. Yeah, thank you very much. Nice to see you, George, and to see you, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, good job on the podcast today. Do you have any words? <laughs> just trying to bang things, I think. <laughs> this has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com slash university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribe really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. Ha 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 ha